Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam, and this week I'm joined by... Hey guys, what's up? After a week in Hollywood, Chris is finally back and ready to talk some Zelda. Hey guys, I'm here too. That's, that was Caleb. <laughs> say, say your name. No, they already know. No, they don't. What if they're new? Guys, this is Caleb Hates Games. Hey, I'm angry. I'm here. I'm Caleb. Hi. <laughs> he hates All video right. games. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a new writer to the site. Glad to have you with us. And our special guest for this week is... I'm Cole Miller. I am not a writer for the site. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. <laughs> and I've been fighting for the UFC for the past eight <laughs> years. And in elementary school, I played the violin and was a spelling bee champion. And I'm nice. here to talk about some Zelda. Master Speller, Fighting Champion, Violinist. What the a prodigy. Trifecta. What a prodigy. <laughs> Glad to have you with us, man. Brado, uh, brado, bravo. Thanks to you, Husky by the Geek, for this week's <laughs> podcast intro, as always. Uh, if you have, uh, brado, thank you Husky. to those of you that emailed us. Uh, if you have any of your own topics, theme songs, submissions, cover art, anything like that, be sure to send this to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. That's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, Here guys. are the topics for this week's episode. Fry's restocked some Majora's Mask new 3DS at XLs. I think about 20 of them altogether. They're gone. GameStop recently announced and sold out. Oh, yeah. Uh, GameStop recently announced and sold out of uh, Majora's Mask new 3DS XL bundle. GameStop recently released two cool new Zelda-themed carrying cases for your 3DS. Best Buy has opened up pre-orders for a Zelda-themed new 3DS XL clip-on case to cover up that awful Majora's Mask 3DS design. The newest edition of, of a Smash Bros. Melee mod includes a fun new game type. In the recent video, Man at Arms creates a breathtaking version of the Hylian Shield, a game jam called Female Link Game Jam. Jam. Can't say jam. Jam. Game jam. <sighs> game jam. Seeks to create a Zelda-styled game that surprisingly stars a female uh, named Link. The Zelda Symphony of the Goddesses uh, Orchestra announced 17 more shows added to the tour. A VR team sets out to create a virtual reality experience that lets players into step into the world of Majora's Mask. The highly anticipated Bloodborne made its way this week and exceeded expectations with an overall Metacritic score of 93. With only a few days left on the clock, a Toe Jam and Earl sequel Kickstarter passed its fundraising goal. A geeky bar called Dungeons and Drafts reached its initial Kickstarter goal in only 6.5 hours. Nintendo teamed up with Playboy once again to promote Splatoon. YouTube aims to compete with Twitch in a recent rumor. And a new series on Indiegogo focuses on the Royal Guards of Ocarina of Time. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, let's uh, get right into it. So, before this episode, I asked all of you to think of it uh, on a question I had. If you could take any item in the Zelda series and add it to your own personal item, arsenal, besides the Master Sword. I said no Master Sword because I knew that a lot of people would choose that and that would be boring. Other than the Master Sword, let's say you already have it. But other than the Master Sword, what would you choose? Epona. You choose a horse? Yeah, I would. We have those. Is that? Can you consider that? No, we don't have. Are these for real life? These are yes. Okay, you just have it. Anything. Yeah, you can use. It can be magical. I just wanted to make sure we were talking about real life because that's what I thought. Yeah, if you wanted like the uh, like let's say you wanted the arm bracelet from uh, Link Between Worlds and like become a wall painting person. That that's fair game. All right, fine. I'll pick something other than the horse. Can I have Midna? Midna is people, not object. Well, then I'm not. Twilies are people well, too. I'm not answer this question then. <laughs> I mean, if you want Epona, you can you can have her. I mean, yeah, but it's a horse. <laughs> hey! Explain why Epona. 
Oh, so you can have okay, Mitona, but I can't have Midna. Your typical horse, um, I mean, if anyone is actually um, into the equestrian world, you know that all horses have personalities. And the creators of Zelda really um, hit that one on the head when they made Epona stubborn and um, gave her a hard memory and she's disobedient, but creates a strong bond uh, with Link. And if you look over the series, you know, there's suspicion that she actually started as his, um, his bird and that when he reincarnates, she reincarnates with him. Interesting. I always like the side reincarnation theories that go on in the series. Like yeah, you have just different characters that might also be making returns as other forms, whether it be other people or just other characters that all have the same exact role in the universe. It kind of creates a, a linearity Plus, that doesn't you know, really exist. I- I'm a girl and I like horses. There you go. Um, if it were me, I think I'd probably choose the lens of truth. Hmm. Nice. Just because, Why is that? Well, well, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities you could bring in with the lens of truth. One, you could definitely host your own ghost show and just, like, go around and really find, like, the coolest looking crap ever and blame it on ghosts. And I'd be a millionaire on <laughs> the Travel Channel. You could just um, troll people. Exactly. You'd have your own Travel Channel show. <laughs> exactly. And hey, Mom, I'm on the Travel Channel. You can see. Tell me when you're on you real television, honey. People, what people put in blacklight ink. Exactly. Aww. I could go to nightclubs and see all the dried... Or you go uh, to a motel stuff. and you could feel very uncomfortable. No. Yeah. <laughs> the same. Uh, it, I could do that. Um, if it's not the, <laughs> the lens of truth, though, I definitely got to say the long shot or the hook shot, whichever you want to go with. Just yeah. Because, like, that would be so cool to just, like. It's sick. It's just, like, grappling I could, hook. I could. I, if I had two of them, I could be Spider-Man. Have you seen the uh, the theory like, that do the mechanics on that? I'm sorry? Have you seen the, the theories about the mechanics on that, about how it would, like, shatter your arm and, like, dislocate yeah. your shoulder? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's a grappling hook. It's not gonna... It can't... It would separate your shoulder <laughs> And then you just, like, the G-force would just strip your skin off? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to get bionic arms and just, like, you know, then use it. So, I mean, at that point... I'll What's okay. it the bionic arm won't rip out? <laughs> I mean, if it's made of, like, adamantium or something really awesome, then I, I'm sure I'll be fine. Okay, I'll pick to be up fair, luggage if... and my shoulders will go out. It, <laughs> to be fair, if I couldn't pick the horse, if I had to pick like, an Just like actual the item, kind of. it would probably be the gauntlets. Oh, uh, those are cool. Yeah, those you, would be cool. You could lift a Goron with these. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's what I, That's what. Uh, one of mine was the power glove. I thought that that's a uh, pretty cool thing for real wor- world use. Has anyone um, ever figured out the uh, actual, like... I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. But... But has anyone ever like figured out the actual like real world like how much that the Goron gloves would like, I mean the gauntlets would be able to pick up? Approximately how much does a Goron weigh? <laughs> I think they did based on the fact that how much does a Goron the... weigh? And other questions. Yeah, some of those, how much some of those rocks weigh? and even in a link to the past they look massive compared to the size of Link. Well, there's like know? those yeah. pillars in Ocarina of Time yeah, that he just pillars. he lifts up and just hurls. Yeah. I mean, those got to be over a thousand pounds. They got to be yeah. like mm-hmm. closer to like what a truck would weigh. Uh, Dang. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good one. I I think I might change my answer to that. But my other one, if I had to have a a backup or you know one that was interchangeable, it would have to be the the actual ocarina. I mean, how cool would it be in real world to just be able to be like, all right, I'm gonna control the weather or control. Um, I'm gonna go what back time in the time sun comes days. up. Yeah, or go back in time. I mean, the ocarina or ocarina is probably the most powerful item there could be. 
Yeah. Um, as long as you know the songs. I mean, it's it's useless if you don't know the songs. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just I'm presuming that I know all the songs already. Where are the C buttons on this thing? Well, actually, that, <laughs> that kind it. of you know now that you say Ocarina, and then this is also a serious answer, Adam. I don't know why you didn't say this, but um, one of the, your favorite it's an item from one of your favorite games actually. Are you talking about the Four Swords? I'm uh, not talking about Four Swords. I'm talking about a Link no. to the Past. Which one? What is that? There's what is a lot the, of items in the, that one. The main item, the the magic mirror. Oh, yeah, the magic mirror is pretty awesome. That you would can be... switch dimensions. Exactly. So imagine <laughs> switching dimensions but, and checking out. But from things. what I understand, the other dimension is a horrifying nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool just to go and check it out just, just for a second. <laughs> just dimension, use it, and then you end up in this place with fire and brimstone, and we're like, I want to go home now. Yeah, exactly. Or just Caleb's room. So uh, an item that I could take back, I would say uh, the light suit. That's the from light Metroid. suit's the item I want in my inventory. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. That's a good choice, Caleb. I think we're staying in the, in the Zelda Thanks, Chris. realm here. Yes. Yeah. We are. are. We? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, we could talk about Metroid items oh, well. a little bit. I, I mean, I... <laughs> No, we're not. Maybe I'll take back the fish guitar oh. from... Like the, I guess the his version of the Ocarina from Majora's Mask. Oh, the, the fierce, uh, the fierce Dini mask. For going into Majora's Mask, Fierce Didi. Yeah. Oh, oh no! I would take back Ezlo. Ah, oh, what am I saying? <laughs> I love Ezlo. I would love to have a talking hat that would annoy the shit out of me. I, excuse me. Um, but uh, that would be, yeah, that would be the absolute funniest thing. I would start a sitcom. We would be famous. It would be the best. I would call it. Uh, hey, Ezlo. Can I sell the Master Sword? Because you said we all have that, right? <laughs> He's a hat. He's a guy. <laughs> it would. It, have you ever seen that meme with like the dog and the guy? It's like, oh, you. Oh, yeah. The, oh, okay, you. what's yeah. next? Oh, I feel like you. <laughs> Alright, memes. I feel like I need to make this okay, meme at some point. Oh, but, God. Uh, <laughs> I'll oh, put oh, my you. Photoshop skills oh, to use. Uh, you know what item, uh, you know what item I... I do want is like I think a third item would probably be uh, Link's pouches because you can hold an infinite amount of items in them and they go into hammer space. A third well, item? We're adding he third has, items. He has now? pouches. He has pouches. I like thought five. he just like he just like shoved them in his nether regions. <laughs> well, actually, he has pouches. And speaking of pouches, uh, if you want one that looks like w- something Link would have, uh, GameStop is actually announcing or releasing a uh, like this leather, fake leather kind of case that leather, like like. It's fox leather, faux leather. I don't know. Yeah, it's fox um, like that. But it uh, faux leather. Are we really gonna get into this? I'm just <laughs> all right. Well, we're just being technical. What kind of leather is it, Adam? What does the anyway. leather say? <laughs> uh, what what else it, is there? It it can hold all your 3ds's. Uh, the new 3ds, the 3ds XL, the new 3ds XL. Uh, and it looks really cool. Uh, it has uh, like a little like tr- uh, master sword stylus and Hylian shield stylus mm. comes with it, and a little like stick on like uh, as it described, highly detailed uh, map of Hyrule. Uh, who's selling? Who's selling sticker. this? Uh, GameStop, and they're opening pre-orders, so you should probably get on that if you want one. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. They also have one that looks like the Hylian shield, and I think it looks really dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to get uh, a really they'll... sweet Hylian shield um, tattooed on my pectoral. Oh, nice. The one, like, from I'd, Skyward I'd say Sword. show us, but, you know. And when you get punched in the chest in there, you won't feel it at all because it's involved. Wait, <laughs> it's, uh, 
attacks. Cole, Cole, did you say you have one or you're planning on getting one? No, I'm, I'm planning on getting one very soon. Oh. Now, as soon as that Pixar happens, I'm happen. going to tune into every fight just to see that and be like, look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Like, my, my way in picture should be pretty cool. Yeah. Someone's like, who are you rooting for? Do you really need a que- do, and do you really need me to like answer that question? Well, I want I want like one half sleeve to end up being like dedicated to the Ninja Turtles, and then I want another half sleeve and maybe run it into my pet to be dedicated to um, the Legend of Zelda. Nice. That would be awesome. Yeah, you just like boys in green, don't I you? Th- <laughs> I think you would definitely make like the the banner of like the website for like at least a good year. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to make that happen for sure. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, we feature cool tattoos uh, on the Facebook page on a daily basis. Usually, it seems like yeah, I've so seen a lot every, of tattoos. Every day, there'll be a new there'll be a new portion of Cole Miller's tattoo. <laughs> Just <like>. Cole Miller, <laughs> all Cole, all the time. <laughs> Do you want to yeah. see Cole Miller naked? Uh, <laughs> oh no, we can't feature that on the site. I'm we sorry. We do. <laughs> Yo. Are we pulling out our historias? Is it speaking book, book of risque yes. sort of promotions? Uh, did you guys see that Nintendo teamed up with Playboy again? Oh goodness! Yes. For some reason, how uh, wonderful it is! They're trying to appeal to their adult audience. I yeah. kind of so wish the... I could show you guys what is still up on the walls in my apartment because I'm moving. But I have, I have pictures of um of fan art that people have done at conventions, and one of them is just Link completely naked except for his hat, and he's holding the Hylian shield right above his um crotch. And it's just like rippled, and I'm just like, yeah. What do you see? What do you see this? Sarah, there are kids listening. <laughs> Is there a site where I can buy these? Yeah. Um, <laughs> where did you see this? This was actually this was a fan art that someone drew. I, I've attended oh, okay. a lot of um, conventions, anime conventions, comic conventions. So you pe- see, so you get people who do uh, fan art, and uh, yeah, I love fan art. It's one of I like. I, nice. I love promoting people who do art, and I'm just always amazed because I suck at art. <laughs> Also, audience, uh, Cole has his video on, and he keeps showing us stuff. So if you see me, like, or hear me saying things yeah, to nobody... Yeah, Cole's showing off I'm his cool Zelda stuff right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He's actually... <laughs> Unfortunately, he's still got his good? shirt on, so it's not a good show I just to before yet. I looked like an idiot. <laughs> oh. Well, just like Come you go on, to these yeah. conventions, right. can fan art, please, you can just everyone. put my name in, and you'll find tons of stuff with me with no shirt on. I trust... Oh. I promise you, it's not that cool. <laughs> Kids, if you're in the age of 18, I'd like you to ask your parents for permission to listen to the rest of this podcast. Apparently, she's a loose cannon. Uh, <laughs> Sexual harassment. Yeah. Okay, video <laughs> Yeah, so originally they did a, a Nintendo did a promotion with uh, Bayonetta using Playboy. It was a bunch of risque photos. Um, did the, and this oh, time, I remember this. Did they? No, I remember yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole photo shoot. Photo shoot. I'm pretty sure you can find it on the website if you look for it. I've got to oh, see awesome. that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I'll send it to you guys later, and I'll link it down below. Um, if you're over the age of 18, you can look at it. But you know, so anyway. yeah, uh, no. but they did one with Splatoon, and they just uh, they had one of their girls who I think was called like the girl next door. I guess that was her like her theme. Uh, her theme. <laughs> yeah. Like Spike Spice Girls. I don't know. Um, but they just had her going and playing the game. Did you hear that the Spice Girls uh, are going to have a reunion? Man, I used to think oh, yeah, that I did. I saw Spice that. was so hot back in the day. <laughs> was, is. <laughs> I, think, I, I, think, I think Victoria Beckham is like the only one that actually aged well. Yeah. She was posh. Oh, okay. Welcome to the Spice <laughs> Girls podcast. Spice cast. Why not Spice cast? Sorry, I was oh. like 12 when the Spice Girls were a thing, Bam. so... 
I was too busy playing video yeah. games to know what they no. do. You make Spice Girl Pokemon. Do you guys know it's uh, Women's History Month? It's what? It's Women's History Month. Is it? Yes. Okay. Huh. Speaking I, of I didn't history... even know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> that makes me a terrible woman. <laughs> no, it's fine. Why didn't they make no. that the shortest month? You're busy year. being a productive member of society. I... No, I'm later. not. <laughs> There's a segment in today's podcast where we're going to talk about your history. So you're going to so, no. everything from your birth. No, you know what we should talk about, though? Uh, there was a game jam that started recently called uh, Female Link Game Jam. Uh, and the prize is pretty terrible. I mean, Sarah, you might like it's it terrible. because of what you're in, because of what you like. Um, That's sexist. The, the first... Because you like terrible things. I'm just I mean, the fr- No, well, the Adam. first place prize is fan art. So, oh, okay. And a lot of the people that are like interested are saying, like, why fan art? It's it's not a really good prize like at it's all. It's a game jam? Yeah. I mean, who's who's hosting it? I'm actually... Hold on, let me check. Because I know right now Newgrounds is hosting a game jam, which is finishing next month. And uh, their first five prizes are like uh, $500 and like a two-year subscription to this awesome gaming... Um, engine i forgot the name of it which is really making me feel like a crappy person right now Sweet. but i mean the it's like a lot of money and then like yeah licenses to gaming software like like gaming engine software which is awesome hmm. like that's how you do a game jam Sweet. You yeah this do. one is still a thing new mm-hmm. oh sarah do you not know me do you uh, not know what i what i do here no see you know i used to check Newgrounds back in the days before youtube existed because Newgrounds see, and E-Bombs World were, like, all that existed for, you know, man, naughty kids like me that, that used to have to do the um, the uh, AOL dial-up, you know. Right. Um, well, Sarah, for, and I guess for any audience who doesn't know by now, even though I've mentioned it at least a thousand times, I'm a, a content creator for the Newgrounds type of things in terms of Flash animation and stuff like that. I guess the biggest thing I may be known for is Zelda whatever with Buddy Paulson Screwitz. Um, so you can check that on Newgrounds and on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, big community of people that make art and games and like awesome things and flash animations and mm-hmm. so check it out, Newgrounds.com. Like I said before, they're doing a game jam. Um, and that game jam includes a ton of awesome prizes. Uh, $500 for the first, for first place winner. And, uh, it's like lowered by like 200, 300. Then the rest is just like licenses for game software. So like yeah. Go check it out. Tom Fulp is still a great guy. He's still doing all the cool things there. Uh so yeah. Huh. If yeah. I had any kind of um flash or programming talent, I would be all over that. Or if you need any, definitely I mean, go you contact can, people there. You don't need a lot of programming knowledge to do a lot of things that yeah, you'd be surprised what you can do. I mean, like, I recently saw a thing, uh, well, it's, this is a bigger, like, build thing, but uh, a Smash Bros. Melee mod called, like, uh, 20XX uh, has a new ter- has a new addition to that tournament mode, which uh, it doesn't matter if you're not big in the competitive scene. But the cool thing about this is there's a mode in the game called Taunt Fight, where the whole point is to, it's, a, it's two on two, and the whole point is to uh, distract the other enemies while your partner tries to whip out taunts. And uh, I think it, right now you play as like Mario and Luigi and use the capes to sort of uh, steal the taunt from the other person. It's pretty cool. It's like a great way to play, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, do you guys do you guys remember that like fake Majora's Mask trailer that came out? I think a year or two ago. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. 
Yeah, it was like uh, the mass salesman and then Deku Link and he turn around, turns around and it's like, oh. Well, the team behind that uh, Oh, Polygon? Is... I'm sorry? It's... I'm sorry, keep keep going. It's it's not... Hold on. It... Yeah, it's High Polygon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you just said Polygon and I was like, no, I'm sorry. I did say just Polygon. Busted. Oh, yeah. Bust! Uh, high Polygon. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Because Polygon is, a, is another gaming journalist. I was confused. Anyway. Um, but they are working on uh, now a, a project called Iconic Worlds, and it's a virtual reality experience that lets you step inside the world of uh, some like some of the most iconic uh, gaming and movie uh, scenes uh, that they know of. Uh, one of them is the world of Majora's Mask. Oh, that's awesome. The, yeah, enti- the like, entire world? Not uh, that it's that vast. Not a lo- it's, the thing is, right now it's just... It's a teaser, as so uh, as I've seen so far. Um, they, they said there's going to be a lot more information coming soon. Oh wow, this that that hoax was released, uh, I think, in 2005. Apparently, Why Kenobi wants to join the podcast. Who? Kenobi is my cat. Oh, it's all up in my lap, looking at the mic like, "Why is there silk on it?" Uh, I've got, Kenobi I've got two cats. I did. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I have two cats. One is uh, Kenobi or Obean. One Kenobi, as we call him, because he's a little bean. And then I've got um, Tiberius after James Tiberius Kirk. Wow, Sarah, nice. you were just quite the the. I don't even know how what to say because it's not. I I love all those things, so I don't want to say. You sign up to be on King of the Nerds. <laughs> hey, hey, Caleb, you shut up. I want to get a pug. <clears throat> I want to get a pug, and I want to Cole, name him, there's like, a, if there's a fighting portion of King of the Nerds, I think you should definitely sign up. I think you could win. I'll do that. I've got <laughs> two Cole. cats named Din and Furor. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Those are cute cat names, because they're it, very, like, exotic. Is it Din Sorry. after uh, Din, Din's flame? The, the flame of Din? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the goddesses. Din, the goddesses Nehru, Din, Nehru, and Furor. Yeah. That's awesome. No love for Nehru? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Um... <laughs> Just kind of happen. Just kind of happen. Like that. <laughs> just maybe right, we'll cool. get a fish or something later. And, and, and <laughs> I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a pug. Game. The cats are named after my favorites. The fish is named after the one Man, I don't I lo- like. I love some pugs. I went to go see um, a good friend of mine. He's also like a mechanic on this project car that I have. It's this Civic hatchback. Um, and I went to just look at the car and check up on its progress yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he has the most adorable little pug and. Every time I would take a step, it would like run up on me and start like kind of clawing at my calves as I would walk. <laughs> I just wanted to take it home with me. Oh, oh that's so cute. That's cute. I want to, yeah, I want I want one so bad. Oh, such I'm, cu- I'm curious to know why is your project car a Civic hatchback? Uh, it was just kind of like it was. I'm like I said, I'm like 31 almost, and so when right. I got into the uh, import car scene, it was the early 2000s, 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. 2003. So was, I mean, like, probably a year or two before Fast and the Furious came out. And um, the first one, yeah. So I'm okay. that old. And, um, <laughs> like, I just was obsessed with it, and I had this uh, 90s. You're not old. You're just a long-time gamer. Yeah, <laughs> You're but not I, much I, older I, than me, man. <laughs> I, had, I had this 92 Civic hatchback, and, and I, I ended up selling it because I, when I... I wanted to uh, pursue fighting, and uh, mm-hmm. I needed a more reliable car than this little, you know, Civic hatchback mm-hmm. that I had that I was kind of like trying to fix up, but I was really going nowhere with it. And uh, mm-hmm. I sold it 
and then I bought the car back in 2010. The same exact car, like not like the same body okay. type, but the same exact shell. Um, and then I just started, you know, doing it because I, I always wanted that car to just be like sh- like sh- almost show car worthy or like magazine worthy. And I, I knew that I could. I had the means to make that happen and I had the patience to make it happen. So I just wanted to, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I had a question for you, uh, Cole. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, you're a long time gamer. How old were you when the first Zelda came out? Were you, uh, were you, were, did you play it? Or you, can you just yeah, a little back the, to that? The first Zelda, um, of the franchise, the first Zelda mm-hmm. game that I had was the first Legend of Zelda, the gold cartridge game. Um, oh, nice. And, uh, I guess, I think that game came out in 87, but I played it around 88 or 89. Okay. And, uh, at that time, that wasn't the game that got me hooked because I'm sure, as you can imagine, that that game for a four or five year old, it was almost a little complex. Um, mm-hmm. So I played it and I thought it was cool, but I thought that anything on the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System was cool. I, I really was into Mario because that was a game that I could actually play and uh, succeed in um, at mm-hmm. that at that age and Duck Hunt and things like that. But I had Zelda and I thought that. It was cool. It was a guy with a sword. What was what was, what was the game that I, I mean? I want to ask you this, and I also want to ask Sarah this at some mm-hmm. point. Uh, but what was the game in the series that really got you into Zelda? And I'm, then I'm glad what that was you the asked. game that really got you into gaming? It was as well. A Link to the Past was the one that got me yes. into okay. Legend of Zelda. Um, I remember <laughs> uh, my stepdad and mom got it for like our, our family. You know, it was me, my two brothers, and stepsister, and that was like the family gift. Um, mm-hmm. was the Super Nintendo uh, that year and we got mm-hmm. it and of games that um, were bought my step my stepdad had got us um, uh, Link to the Past and I, and I I played it and um, I ran this into some uh, difficult you know portions of the game mm-hmm. um, that yeah. had to make you think you know um, yeah because I didn't like the second one at all um, what do you mean the adventure of Link I didn't like that game at all I picked oh, it okay. up I, I played it and I I played it it's, for. It's definitely a different sort of game, and a lot of people in the. In the yeah, I played it Zelda just just a little bit, um, yeah. and I, I Actually, hated it. And you, I never played it. Uh, if you're, go if ahead. You want to be lazy? Uh, kind of lazy about it. I mean, uh, Game Grumps did a series that they they played through the entire game, and uh, actually it was uh, Danny taking the wheel, and he was and he's he's well experienced with the game. He did some like practices before he played, so he actually does a pretty good playthrough of it, and it's actually a pretty funny series. Uh, I'll link that down below if any of you are interested in. Seeing the, the game, because I know a lot of people like myself, I have way too much trouble playing uh, Zelda 2 to really get into it. Yeah, I, I, the, the I, I just don't think it's a good game. It. It's not fun. It's just, yeah, it's not for me. I mean, that's a, lot, that's a lot of what it is. It's like, there's a lot of variety in the series, and you can really just choose which games fit you. Uh, but Sarah, what was your first Zelda game? Uh, well, I have a very similar story to Cole. My mm-hmm. family, I was born in 86. So my mom, Mazel tov. <laughs> my mom uh, had the original Nintendo. Um, I have to actually thank my mom for the fact that I'm a gamer because she was into the games. So oh, nice. she had an original Nintendo. We had, you know, the original Mario, the original Duck I actually, Hunt. I actually adopted my mother's Game Boy Pocket when I was a certain age, and I still have it with me now. Nice. Uh, just this little green Game Boy Pocket. I'm like, you're rad, mom. <laughs> So you played, you had played Duck Hunt, and you probably played the uh, track uh, game too, where you run on the track pad, like I oh, did. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And then um, I remember um, 
my I, I very have small memories of when the, the SNES came out. Uh, it was 91 when it came out in North America. Mm -hmm. And my brother was born that year. My younger brother was born that year. And my mom, you know, rushed out and got it. <laughs> and we got, um, we had the, the Super Mario. We had, um. The Super Mario. <laughs> the Super Mario. The Super Mario. We had Super hey, Mario. That's a great game. We had, we had Donkey game. Kong. I just, I just like the way she phrased it. We had, uh, Mario Paint. And, um,. And yeah, and then, you know, I, I played video games nonstop with my mom. We also had a Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. oh, so, nice. you know, I Were had... Super Nintendo Were you big, Sega like, did Genesis? you ever play big... Uh, sorry? I'm, I'm quoting Biggie Smalls. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, have, would you... Do you, like, what other games do you play other than, like, Zelda? Like, what are your big series? Because, I mean, when I was younger, a lot of the time I would play Sonic. Okay, uh, well, uh, I, used to, I used to play lots of Sonic. Like, I love mm -hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. And we had Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> no, the other Sonic. <laughs> and I was terrible at it, but I loved watching my mom play because she was so good at it. Um, we had Desert Strike, and I used to love watching my dad play that one because he'd always be like, this reminds me of my time in Nam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, I, I grew up playing, like, every game that was available if i could get my hands on it i'd play it and um you know we had an old dos computer so i used to play like i remember playing those like treasure mountain and treasure cove and hmm. um you know got super hardcore into it and that was my favorite time at school when they got in you know those old like brick you could kill someone with it mac computers <laughs> 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 Right, and so you'd you'd have like computer time, and they they let you play like a puzzle gotta, game, and you'd be like, oh, "We gotta God. teach Tony a lesson." Yeah, get the computer guy. Get the computer guy. He's got guy. something we can use. And then of course the computers would crash, and it would be like, "I don't know what we're doing. There's no control. Get it? Delete. it would crash into yeah. the person's brain and damage <laughs> their skull. Um, now I play. <laughs> oh, gosh, I play like everything. We've got, you know, my my boyfriend and I uh, live together, so we have combined. We have almost every system you could imagine a lot of them aren't set up because we only play you know, there's only mm -hmm. so many you can play in a rotation so we've got our, currently we've got our wii u set up and mm -hmm. i've been uh playing hyrule warriors non-stop on that nice. Oh, nice i've got uh playstation 3 have you played it cole oh yeah i'm a i'm a big uh nintendo fan i'm oh, not God, yeah. so much a gaming fan as i am a N nintendo fan I, i'm yeah. not right. sarah i don't have I had the PS3 and I had the 360, and I want to play. I'm a guy that likes friends. I want to play Call of Duty and all the standard, stereotypical games that are really mainstream. But I only want to do that because I want to do it with my friends. Uh, but I really enjoyed uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band on the oh, nice. uh, for the 360. Um, you're you're a casual guy. You, yeah, you yeah. But with Nintendo, that's where I get uh, really <laughs> extreme. That's the only one that I'm like hardcore about. But Dude. I have the Wii U. I have. Um, I played. Dude, we should totally play Mario Kart. Or yeah, games. I love Mario Kart. I've got Hyrule War. I've Mario got, Kart I mean, Party. I've got twenty games. I've got twenty or uh, we thirty used to games. Run, Wii, on the Wii site, Wii we used to run like a series of Mario Kart eight tournaments. I don't know if we still do that anymore, or if anyone actually does that. We should start that up again. I'm yeah, so terrible at a new one, but you, like you, you hand me an N64 version, and the only one that can beat me is my sister, which is funny because she does not play video games. She's not a video <laughs> gamer. She's very typical. 
you know, she comes across as, as that very typical, and God, I hope she never listens to this podcast, but she comes across as this very, like, oh my God, like, What's you're your so nerdy. What's going to send this to her specifically? <laughs> it's like Have a fun. Oh, no. Have fun with like that. But my sister, you know, combat. my sister's not a gamer, so, you know, but you hand her a controller <laughs> and a game, a copy of a Mario Kart and 64, and you can't beat her. Doesn't that make you mad? A, a like, little bit. People who don't know Maybe what they're doing, they, they stop cheating. Someone. A little bit. No, I think it's just because it was the only game she ever got into, so it was the only one she ever played. So she just played it over and over and over. And the rest of us, you know, we're we're diversifying. So we're like, oh, new game. Oh, yeah, new we're game. platforming. We're solving yeah. puzzles. We're doing other things besides like and we're me, shooting like, our targets. Um, for me, the game that stands out absolutely the most is the one that got me into gaming and where I knew I I wanted to do this and this was my hobby. Uh, was mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Oh, wow. I, I, I like. I played. I played Link's Awakening. Just like everyone else. And I played Link's How Awakening. How dare you? <laughs> I played Link's Awakening <laughs> yep. and I loved it. <laughs> and I remember the announce of um, of Ocarina of Time, and the graphics to a child. The they, graphics. I know. I look at them now and I'm so like, graphical. but, but the, the graphics. I was like, oh my god, it's 3D. They made the squares smaller, so you I can't see them as much. It's, it's really I interesting how times have changed. I did chores and did all of these things yeah. for months, and I went out and I bought my own copy, and it was the first purchase I ever made. I bought Ocarina of Time, ran home, I plugged it in, and I was sold. <laughs> that was it. That was it's, it for it, me. You know, it's, it's really funny. You, you brought up a point that about like video games in general that I just think is really ironic. It took us 20 years to realize we need to go back to making 2D goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, look what they did with uh, Shovel Knight. I love that game. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Have yeah. Have you guys That's seen a... the, the the previews for um, Ozzy in the Blind Forest? Ori. Ori. Ori in the Blind Forest. That's the one. Now Isn't hold on. Wait a minute. Ozzy Osbourne in the Blind Forest <laughs> sounds like an amazing <laughs> game that should come out. Sorry, I've only seen the preview once. I can't go back and watch it again because it, it. For those of you who do not know who Ozzy Osbourne is, because I know some of our listeners go look are it younger, up on Wikipedia. Uh, just imagine a guy with longer hair and these like dark circle spectacles, being very confused at all times. <laughs> I prefer Ozzy and Drix. <laughs> Ozzy and Drix. Yeah. Just, oh, from just the, type uh, Ozzy, that movie. Just where type Ozzy Osbourne into your Google. But make sure your safe search is like, on. It's he's, like talking, the, he's talking about the pill movie. He's it's the body the... cop movie in like the guy's body. Yeah. You mean what's yeah, the what's God. the actor? He was Bill Murray. They're inside Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill Murray. Well, Sarah, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you like really like Ocarina of Time because I thought that that was going to be a really stereotypical response if I was going to say that's the one that got me into gaming itself, but that was definitely it for me. It's it was just it was it was a it was a game of its time and you know and, and I look back now and yeah there's lots of flaws there's lots of plot holes and stuff but it's so nostalgic for me it's well rounded you know, it was well rounded and the fear I felt as a kid going into like the well and the shadow temple was real because I'm a kid and these things are creepy and there's zombies that jump on and start doing inappropriate things to your They're head just looking for hugs yeah just okay? looking for hugs <laughs> no that's scary like I hated. Chasing the ghost in the uh to get what was it? where did you get the hook shot? Oh, Dam Dampe. Damp- yeah, yeah, I hated doing doing that his like, race, this... and he'd throw oh, fire so at you. Eerie. Yeah, it's like I did not like it, even though the polygons they were absolutely garbage. I mean, really, like, not really. Time just like I guess time limit. I mean, in, I guess you, you have to look games. at it from like the, the time of like when you came out. This was an right. When I look at it now, I'm like, wow, this is a kid's crap. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I love that game to death. That it, I think I said this before. Like the N64, yeah, the N64 was my first like console console. So like, 
that was one of the first games I ever played. It's not like a Game Boy Color or a Game Boy Pocket game, whatever. Oh, God, I had a Game um, what do you mean you hate Game Boy? Right, well, no, I had a Game Boy. Thing. Not that I hate Game Boy. I have, I had a Game Boy. I've had every Game Boy. No, have, you hate Game Boy. Don't I, lie. I, I, I hate Game Boy. All those street game passes. Boy. I have so many street passes, and I hate them. Wait, I, Game Boy is not street pass. That's different. Yeah, I, I, I hate Ocarina of Time haters. <laughs> Hi Cole, how you doing? Hi, it's me and Hi, Caleb Cole. here. Cole, I'm gonna introduce you. I'm gonna introduce you to a man named uh, Aaron Hansen. You know, I'm sure you guys will get along, have a great time, have a few laughs. Or you could just not move anywhere and talk to me. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> Hello, I'll stay Cole. here. I'm also here. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to ask you guys, um, so, Colt, uh, when it comes to your career, when it comes to fighting, MMA, and everything like that, I, I, I always hear the argument about like how video gaming can induce violence, but I think in this case... You know, I, I see that this is sort of a positive sort of thing where it, it inspires physical activity, you know, bettering yourself, things like that. Would you say that video games influenced your career choice at all? Uh, not so much, but um, like I, we were talking before the podcast, I think that my career choice was kind of influenced by the culture that I grew up in. I was really, you know, the heavyweight boxing division was like in its prime with like mike tyson in the mm-hmm. late 80s and early 90s rocky and, movies coming and out that and was like that. popular and we and i was into the ninja turtles and we had did you um, play punch out yeah i played punch out and uh we <laughs> but that wasn't like a, like the a main the part of the culture but the late <clears throat> 80s and um early 90s uh pro wrestling with the wwf you know and the wcw mm-hmm. um those martial arts movies in that time were uh really popular you had like the Desert Storm War going on. You had the Power Rangers. You know everything. It seemed that was uh, coming out for young boys at that time was all geared toward some type of combat. And uh, right. video games uh, didn't. I don't think it was a real strong portion. I think it was what TV. TV was the big thing that kind of pushed my career choice. I kind of always had knew that I wanted to fight. Maybe not for a job because I didn't know that that was like a thing that I could do, but. Um, I was always had a... intrigued by martial arts, even though I never really did any growing up. Mm-hmm. But were you I, a now... weaker kid when you were younger? Do what? Would you have described yourself as a weaker kid when you were younger? Would you physically, how... physically maybe? But I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't. No, like I didn't a... mean like I didn't mean mentally or internally. I meant just like physically, like. Yeah, yeah, I would describe myself as weak. I, I wouldn't say that I was bullied or anything. I mean, I okay. moved around a lot because I was a, a military kid, and you kind of learn to adapt to whatever. Um, right. You know, place that you go to, especially when you're mm-hmm. not in one place for very long. It's like I can only remember like one or two places, cities I was bullied, but I wouldn't say that it was like a constant growing up or anything. Probably as much as anybody else, but I would say that video games have for sure affected me in a positive way. I think that like they'll help you um, with quick thinking, and right now they are a form of relaxation for me. You know, it's like if I come mm-hmm. home exhausted and beat down from a, a really hard. Um, day of training especially when i'm in a training camp for a, a big fight then all i want to really want to do is you know get half an hour to uh four and a half hours of video games you know it, it'll <laughs> depend on uh how the five day minutes goes. three days it'll yeah the but they have affected me in a, in a positive way for sure i love i love that yeah. argument of like you know video games incur violence uh I, I never actually got a chance to. I mean, they encourage the violent reactions from Caleb. Yeah, obviously. Mad whenever I talk he's, about he's them. He's rage, full, <laughs> full of rage. Um, I was going to work on a project uh, 
with a, with a partner. We never actually got to do it, but, um, it was, it was basically the, the, um, influence that something like, uh, Grand Theft Auto has on, on kids and the bad influences it has. So we basically took, hmm. um, the silliest parts you could think of of the video game and tried to mimic them in real life. Like, yeah, you know, it makes you want to do things in real life. So we, you know, like play tennis. Yeah. Like play tennis or like, you know, when you, you know, you know how if you hit the buttons just right, you can sort of just like, just turf it, just flop, flop down, like, you know, sort of throw yeah. yourself at, at people and at things. <laughs> so we were doing that and we're like, like turfing it onto the ground. And, um, the whole, like we, I, we did one scene where we had, we had our friend, we borrowed his car and we basically, I just like ran in, um, while he was standing next to it and closed the door, locked it. And all I did was play with the radio. Like, I didn't drive. I just played with the radio. It's like things you would, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to bring this part of the argument up, but I feel like it's also important for us to look at. But then you you have games like the up and coming game Hatred, which is like I'm sure if anyone were to make you know mass shootings in real life, that would just be <laughs> that's the name of a game terrible. Hatred. It is. Yeah, it's a very. Have you seen it's it? Just as bad as you think it is. Oh it's man, like, it sounds horrible. It's like it not is... a really well made game that's kind of getting a lot of. It's, uh, attention because of its subject matter. It's a mass shooting simulator, pretty much. Like the guy for goes schools or airports or for, no, in general. Like this guy, he walks out of his house and immediately you start running and gunning people, kids, adults, like in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that it's, doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> it, well, I mean, regardless, it's going to be a game that's going to be in the media a lot. They've already given it a rated well, A rating, which has made the media like already because it's one of yeah. the first games to read. I mean. To make that rating in a long. I mean, time. there is that fear of you know, like those kind of games making people like have certain ideas. But I wanted to ask Cole, like, do you think that like training and those sort of things, working on your physical uh, routines, things like that, bettering yourself, do you think that kind of helps uh, get rid? I mean, you said earlier you had an urge to not not necessarily hurt someone, but fight. Do you think that being able to do what you do? has kind of made you more calm as a person or, like, has helped with sort of, you know, getting rid of that stress, maybe? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you're working out two times mm-hmm. a day and, you know, each one's probably about two hours mm-hmm. and you're training with other savages that are doing the same exact thing as you, you come home, you're you're beat down, you know, you're wore out. So if if there's anything that's bothering you, it's a it's a fleeting thought, you know, like as far as like yeah. your stress stuff because mm-hmm. you're aching, you know, and, and not only are you aching, you need to get ready to be back at it again that mm-hmm. night or the next morning, you know, or or yeah. whatever it is. So you you got to stay focused is my is yeah. what I'm trying to say. So like I don't I don't know. I really don't buy into that the video games uh, make kids violent. I think that violent kids tend to want to play those just types be of violent video. no they tend to want to play video games like that yeah i mean it's funny because even like playing uh when i was younger i used to do fencing about like middle school time which i totally recommend if anyone's interested you know fencing that's very is a, cool it's a very fun sport uh saber style specifically is the best just that's my opinion uh but uh, it's a really cool sport it's it's very useful isn't it i illegal? would say in reflexes and uh, i'm sorry isn't it illegal to like fence things I'm sorry. Uh-huh, <laughs> no. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are you? Oh, mm. <laughs> I'm gonna fence you in. <laughs> Canadians are doing it again. No, I think that's cool. Fencing. Fencing. Yeah. I've always been kind of intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. You said that. Uh, you you mentioned this earlier, but you said that you tr- you tried fencing one time. Yeah, I went to this house party. Um, <laughs> the best places to try out a fence, kids. Ma- if you're gonna try Georgia. fencing, it's making <laughs> Georgia. What, what are you gonna do? And and I went fencing to this house is big party. In Georgia. 
it, it, it was no it, this house party was in a in my hometown oh. of Macon, Georgia, and <laughs> I went to it and what are they making? Oh, they aren't. No, it's M A C O N. But uh, <laughs> but it was probably two thirty or three in the morning when we got to the place. It was kind of an after hours party, and mm-hmm. uh, this this girl had said that she was in the fencing, and I was super intrigued, like just how you said that you. Uh, did fencing for a minute mm-hmm. and uh i had and she had the swords and i had asked her to show me like the proper posture and the proper form to start a match or i don't know what you would call it if you would call it a match or if there's a term for it and she showed me the posture and just sparring yeah she showed me the sparring posture and i thought that that was cool and then i told yeah. her to show me one striking technique uh an entry move or something like that and she did and then i was like okay now I've never the done this. The flick of the wrist is almost like addicting in how quick you do it. Yes. And she she uh she told me she'd won some tournaments and mm-hmm. she was a pretty good fencer and I was like, "Okay, cool." And oh. you know, I I wanted to kind of spar with her for a moment. I told her to take it easy on me cuz these swords were they were not like the the thin ones that you would normally spar with. Oh, they're not they on. were not the uh, These were ones. like these were swords, but they oh, were no. they weren't meant to cut people. They were like uh toys or replicas sores because these people were also into like viking crap too so we were doing mm-hmm. fencing but with I, I was about to say like lightsabers in a way but a lot skinnier lightsabers. we were going we to fence with these viking replica swords that wouldn't uh cut you but if you threw it hard enough into somebody's gut it would probably impale them um and i said take it easy i don't know what i'm doing you know like i know <laughs> that everybody's been drinking just please don't mess me up and she was like, okay, okay. And then so we were going at it, and the little match would start, and her boyfriend was the, the referee or official. I don't know what you call it. And he was like, go. And uh, I pretty much messed her up every single time. She didn't touch me once, and I was getting her right in the center of her sternum with every single sh- strike. And after about the sixth oh, or seventh time of that, quick guy. after about the sixth or seventh time, the boyfriend tried to get oh, hard and told me that he was going to give me the headbutt of death. <laughs> um. So yeah, but I just wanted to ask because I think it's it's important for younger listeners to realize like I I had some uh, like anger problems when I was younger and I thought that you know doing the physical activity of fencing and recently I started doing kickboxing and it's just an amazing way to just get rid of all of that pent up emotion and just like stress and I know a lot of kids deal with that and I think it's um, I don't know maybe you can yeah I think you need to just find something maybe maybe it doesn't need to be. Um... You know, martial arts, although I think that martial arts are a great um, outlet for that. I wish I would have got involved in martial arts as like a younger kid. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I think that everything, everything is so much more accessible with, with like the Internet. and you There's know, People collaborating. Just, is... Everything is bigger now. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe your thing is uh, getting an intern job or like working some real hard manual labor. And that'll be it for you. Or maybe something... Or you want something with uh, mental labor, like playing Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. I mean, but you can go and do these puzzles or, you know, crochet. I, I, I don't know, but anything that actually demands you to do something that to a uh, to perfection. To be I honest, when it came to cosplaying, that was one of the need. things I liked was sewing. Yeah, well, I think anything that you need that will demand kids to actually have to try toward perfection is what kids need to be, like, constructive and to kind of release some of that um mental anguish or torment or whatever it's going on inside of them it's anything funny. that would have to focus all that energy to make something perfect and where it's hard to perfect that'll mm-hmm. be good for them 
You know what is hard to perfect and requires all your focus? What's that? Bloodborne. Bloodborne? <laughs> what about yeah, hate seen that? or hatred or whatever? Yeah, not <laughs> hatred. Oh, uh, man. Bloodborne is, uh, do you know the series Dark Souls? I know of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in the same vein of those games. Uh, Caleb, do you want to talk about this a little bit? Would you be interested? I can. What are you, uh, what are you, what exactly do you want to hear about? Uh, just your opinion. Did you play the game yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you, can you tell us about it? Because I know that you, you really were looking forward to this game. I know a lot of our friends are looking forward to this game. And it's, it's probably, if you're looking for like a more combative kind of puzzle, I think this is pretty good for you as a, if you're a Zelda fan, because I know Zelda tends to focus more on the puzzles themselves and not the, the combat aspect of the puzzle, which I've kind of pushed for. Uh, but this, this definitely does take the cake in that regard. Yeah, I can get into that a little bit. Yeah, so please. Um, uh, to start out, I'm a big Souls fan. Um, Dark Souls 2 didn't do it for me at all. Yeah. I've heard but, uh, uh, the uh, sort of explanation that this game kind of falls in the middle between those two games in terms uh, of how it feels. Are you talking about Dark well, Souls and Demon Souls? Dark Souls no, 1 talking and about Dark Souls 2. and Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my eye on this game, but I was also a bit skeptical because of how badly I was burned with Dark Souls 2 and mm-hmm. because I don't trust the new games. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 above my expectations. I mean, like, it's yeah, it's surprisingly good. Well, that's that's the thing, is that, like, uh, this game was really high, highly expected and anticipated, and then I saw the Metacritic reviews and the, the game reviews in general, and they were pretty much 9s and 10s all around. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the biggest problems that people had were the things that really should keep something out of the ten, but without them, they would it would have been a perfect game, which is uh, the just the technical bugs that were going on. Yeah, like I haven't run into any issues like at all outside of the PS4's inability to run things at a yeah. It was frame just rate. it was the loading. It was the loading and the frame rate. Yeah, that was loading. the two things, yeah. and it's like those <laughs> things do make sense. Those things are to why I would... load from your hub to the first area. I timed it for you know because I'm in. I'm a crazy person. It took about 31 seconds. So oh, wow. every time you die or walk back to hub, that's 30 seconds. You have to sit at a black screen and wait. Unacceptable. It adds up pretty quick. Yeah, it adds up pretty quick. <laughs> Zelda quick. does everything quickly. So <laughs> You uh, press a button, you move a screen, you're there. That's it. The end. Bayonetta wasn't the fastest game either. Mm-mm. It was It was a damn good game. Though. Very good. But uh, it, actually, Bayonetta kind of fits into this uh, kind of a little bit. Uh, I feel Bloodborne is, it it controls almost identical to Dark Souls. It's mm-hmm. basically built upon the foundation of it. You move the same, the buttons are mapped the same, same actions. Only real difference is it's got less of a defensive option to it. Yeah, I saw like, that you have no to shield. dodge more it's, than anything. It's all dodging, mm-hmm. pretty much. And it, it, it has more of a, uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying character action feel, as much as kind of like a, a, a good hack and slash feel. Mm-hmm. While still capturing what makes Dark Souls Dark Souls, yeah, um, it's it's definitely a tad bit faster paced, but I I like all of what I've played so far. I'm not too far into it, but it, it's it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's a for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a rated M game, I think. Yes, rated uh, so M if you're for mature, not for the kiddies. Uh, but if you're but of the, the older Zelda fan play? base and you're interested in a game that's has a similar. Has a good approach to combat and requires you to think and use those puzzle skills that you've been developing with all the games all these years. Uh, go play Dark Souls first and then get this. Yeah, yeah, I would say that too. That's only Just if you because, want to rage quit life. Because uh, this this game is really well done. It doesn't uh, it has really good graphics. It's really well designed. The controls are very smooth and everything. Um, 
You know what game I, I played a while back that I was like really surprised with how it played and how weird the controls are? Do you guys remember Cho- Toe Jam and Earl? Oh my gosh, yeah. I loved Toe Jam and Earl. Really? I was not crazy about it. <laughs> I would, it was so tea, ridiculous yeah. and over the top. Between that and the old school like Boogerman, like, I loved those weird games. Well, good l- lucky for you, <laughs> the recent remake uh, got its uh, Kickstarter campaign uh, fully funded. That's amazing. I was looking at that today and it just, it was like... Wow, blast from the past, nostalgia. This is so mm-hmm. incredible. I know so many people who will look at this and be like, "Oh my God, Toe Jam and Earl, hello childhood." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hello, time wasting. Yeah. Heck yeah. Just dated myself again. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we're all old in the eyes of the the, of the time. I'm this this is why I don't go to conventions much anymore because I go and I just feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in their they're teens ne- and i'm like i'm like old. 10 years older than you i'm going home <laughs> i mean if it makes you feel better i see a lot of older people doing a lot more geeky things like uh man at arms recently made that uh that hylian shield that looked oh really God. good like yeah, just watching those guys are nerds they are I, yeah. so I, appre- I appreciate them for hey that. yeah hey. the thing hey. is like usually with their videos i feel like they they do a good job overall but a lot of the jobs are kind of rush jobs in what i imagine is their quality because I've see, I can see some of the other stuff they've done, and this kind of looks like something like, oh, they did in between other jobs or, like, in the, the extra space to kind of promote themselves. Yeah. The Hylian Shield, they really did their best I on have it. To, really I have to agree a, with you, because, you know, when when they did the Fierce, de- uh, the fierce Deity. Um, Terrible. Uh, so they had some cool ideas. I was, I was just like, I'm not impressed. Like, I've seen, like, Tony, the original guy, he used to do some really mm-hmm. bad, like, awesome oh awesome work and then i don't know what happened but they they moved to these two new guys and i've been trying to give them a chance um, but i don't like the new guys as much i, I but have this, to agree but this this, this shield me... i was just like yeah. the work they put into that shield and the, and then they just the threw time. in the sword on top of it and then it, was just like, it was immaculate i i, I didn't care about mm-hmm. the, the sword but that shield was just so incredibly done it well, it's, so it's the sword from A Link to the Past, yeah. and it's really well done. Yeah. And it makes a lot more sense for a shield combination, because they turn the Master Sword into a long sword. Yeah. Which is silly. Uh, but the... Yeah. Dumb. Uh, I'm sorry? Dumb. Well, that's, what, yeah, that's what Tony did. He took the, the, the Master Sword and made it more of a long sword, and it was kind of cool, mm-hmm. but... I like it. Um, it's not exactly what you want. It's it's like a one-and-a-half-hand sword. Yeah. Is what, it, is what the handle really should be, yeah. and really what the design calls yeah, for yeah yeah um but i mean if that that shield like it's it's crazy to see you know the kind of stuff that people can make and the kind of things that fans will do for like a series that they love um i recently saw a thing uh a kick uh a kickstarter campaign for a uh, geeky bar i think in canada actually uh called dungeons and drafts yeah i saw that i saw that um so basically it's like this like do you, you ever wanted to like have one of those like tavern style bars you see in like Skyrim or like the the Lon Lon, uh, Lon, Lon Milk Bar kind of feel? I, yeah, kind of that sort of feel, um, where it's just like this older kind of tavern. I'm sorry, look. Link, but you're the only one that has to wear the stupid cow mask. Everyone else is free, <laughs> minus the cow masks. Um, but it's sort of this. Uh, it's just a geeky sort of bar, and they have like games set up, and they'll have like. D&D game set up in here and everything. It looks really cool. It got, I think, like, a couple times over its fundraising goal. I think, yeah, they made 57772 of a $9,600 uh, goal. And 
it's really cool you could see that they that their their concepts and what they want to do with it and just uh i think i saw that they're planning on getting a few zelda uh sort of uh decorations for the the place so i was pretty excited about that i really want to visit this place sometime um but i'm always amazed by seeing what fans do uh like the series on indiegogo that's starting up that's uh focusing on the royal guards from ocarina of time Oh, I actually just did an article on that, and apparently, um, yeah, I saw. Apparently, we just did. Um, uh, Jeff just announced that we do indeed have an, yeah, have an, interview. an interview with them, so I'm going to be taking over that. So excited! Very cool. Um, Very cool. I, 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 I saw the the thing on our on our queue, and mm-hmm. just sort of watching the video. And as soon as I saw the first like 30 seconds of the video, I was sold. I was like, this is hilarious. When's that going to be coming out? Uh, they need uh, they need funding. They need funding. That's yeah, so problem. check it out down below if you're interested in funding it. It's actually a really cool uh, campaign. Yeah, it's, it's and it it's, looks really good. It's, it's what's their uh, goal? What's their goal? Uh, ten thousand. Yeah. Ten thousand. Does for anybody one. know where they're at right now? Uh, four hundred thirty-five. Are they at four hundred now? Last time I checked, they were at two hundred. Oh, okay, they're at four thirty-five right now. Oh, awesome! I mean, I'll, kick, this I'll kick them some money. Awesome. <laughs> Way to go! Uh, I love the idea of it. They're basically, um, you know. They, they, a lot. Of, I got a comment about how someone was like, "Oh, I don't want to see another series about the disgruntled sidekicks." But this one looks more like a. Um, what? what is everyone else doing while Link is doing his thing? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind uh, side character sort of things. I mean, in this series, the opening scene is very rep- reminiscent of res- Red versus Blues. Yeah. Uh, you know, why are we here? Yeah. It's the guard saying, "Like, do we suck at our job? Do we suck at our um, job? What?" <laughs> it's the same exact sort of scene. It fits perfectly, and I love it. And I don't know if it was. Uh, it was. An- it was based on that or similar to that in any regard, or like it was inspired by that scene, but I love it in a, as an unintentional sort of homage. I really would love to series. see what they do. Like, you know, it's only 10,000. 10,000 mm-hmm. is not a huge goal. It's not a lot oh, of yeah. money. It's not a lot of money for yeah. them to get uh, a season one off the ground. So I'd love to see them get funding yeah. for the season Actually, one. Actually, uh, what's interesting about the, this this uh, Indiegogo campaign is the, the concept art for the series is something that... Uh, it's fantastic. I've seen the the picture of the castle that's done by an artist that we talked to, uh, Mei Sing, uh, Jessica. If you guys remember, a couple yeah, Jessica. Ago. She's... And actually, the banner for this podcast. So if you saw that cool banner and you clicked on the link, and that's why you're here. Somebody send me a link to that, please. Oh, uh, I will do that right now. Hey, actually, I think uh, it's one of the last articles on the Zelda Informer website because I just I uh, just did a thing about I just did a thing on it. Oh well, since that's okay. my um, browser's home. Site. I'll just go ahead. And go are you are you serious? Oh. No, he's not serious. Um, but yeah, she's a great artist. I love this. This is what probably my favorite piece from her so far. As as uh, a as a, a as a as a a lover of fan art, I I, saw, I took a look at that banner and was like, oh my gosh, I need that. Yeah. I need that. In but my uh, life. when it comes to like game series, especially Zelda, there's a lot of like interesting side characters that you tend to find. And I wanted mm. to ask you guys. This is something I didn't prepare you for in advance. But uh, is there any sort of side character that you were more interested in, even no more than the main character in a series? Uh, Zelda, rather. Midna. Midna's a big one in the Zelda series. Yeah, and I, yeah. Understandably, Midna. she's probably one of the best written characters. Uh, they really did push the boundary with. I love the did. twist on I Midna. I, you know, I, I had, I've had, I've had people come up to me and say, "Oh, she was so annoying." I'm like, "No, nah, no." Well, she's no, actually no, no. a statue. She's. She's I'm a, just kidding. I'm just trying to mess with people who haven't actually played the game yet. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that's not played to the end of Twilight because you know wow. I'm sure the, I'm sure people have seen pictures of spoiler Midna. Silly people. But <laughs> imagine the ground we could gain by talking about it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snape kills her at the end. 
Honestly, what a great <laughs> game. That's wow. that's why I was I'm at like war with myself to say what my Master favorite Link. favorite game is in the Zelda franchise. That's got to be, it's got to be that's that's amongst. You but know, favorite the side character. What's the that's uh, what's the debate question. about? What's what makes? Well, what are the two bigger ones that kind of are well, fighting over? You know, over you it? always want to say um, something that was from your childhood because it's like that nostalgia factor. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to say. A link to the past, and then the next major one I want to say, Ocarina of Time, and then the next. Just one go with I... Link to the Past. It's, it's where your heart is in the right place. Okay, I will, yeah. I will tell you right now. I say Ezlo because I played that game when I definitely knew Minish Cap. Like I played it as a yeah, as a very. My uh, favorite is Spirit Tracks. No, Get... I say how about you because... track yourself right out of this podcast? Okay, dokie. I played the game at a point in my life Choo-choo. where I knew how to play games and I understood everything that was going on. And as a character, Ezlo was probably the best one, in my opinion. I was so interested in him as, like, mm-hmm. you know, where he came from. I loved his humor, his sarcasm to you as, like, a person. Yeah, you know, I would say that Ezlo is probably my other uh, favorite sort of character that should get his own sort of backstory. Uh, for those who he haven't played Minish- sitcom. for those who haven't played Minish Cap, can you explain Ezlo as a character? Uh, sarcastic, funny. No, uh, like give us an in, like an explanation of his backstory. Okay. Sarcastic, funny. <laughs> so you come across uh, Ezlo in the Minish Woods as he's being bullied by, I guess, what is it, other animals and other. Just creatures? say Caleb because it's it's usually Caleb that's doing the bullying. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb is over there and he's just like. Uh, hey, like, you're, here. you're not Metro. You're a hat. <laughs> Do you even have a light gun? Or something? Exactly. What even is that? What and do so they call it? Blaster cannon? Immediately, as Ezlo sees Link walking up to him, he's like, hey, guy, help me. And, like, he just runs <laughs> to him, and he's like, hey, alright, you're gonna help me now, right? Sweet. Like, he just assumes. He doesn't even ask or anything like that. <laughs> Welcome to Zelda. Everyone just assumes. Exactly. And hey, kid, like... you're wearing a tunic. You wanna help me fix this, uh, this whole demon thing I got going in my backyard? Uh, maybe they get magical sword over there, stab him a few times. It's oh, a, and then I have some uh, weeds you can pull out of the ground. Thanks. That's literally how it goes, except he's not a farmer. And so, like, he's <laughs> like, all right, sweet, you help me out. All right, we're friends now. Now, what's what's going to happen next? You're going to, you what are you going to do? You're going to make me smile. And that's when you? Link buries the hat. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it just, <laughs> just digs a hole. Link, just like, mother said never. sells it on the TF2 marketplace. <laughs> and it comes to a point where Ezlo has to, like, follow him around. He's just like, man, this is tiring. I'm just a hat. He's like, hey, I'll just hop on you. You can make everything go fast for me. And, like, he just lives on top of him. Like, he's, honestly, he's just one of my favorite, like, I guess, partnered characters, side characters, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like, he makes great art. First of all, like, his design is just a hat with a mouth. And an eye, or a beak, beak, I guess, and like an eye, and like he has like a little peacock thing at the top. It's like, very cute. It's, it is. It's it's clever. It's cute. It's like all the images I've ever seen of Ezlo are just like. And it was a cute. Uh, wasn't that supposed to be the origin story for why Link has to wear the hat? I think so. Yes. It, I, Originally, I'm, I don't know if it still stands in the no, story, but I remember that being the selling point when that game came out. Was that this is the origin story of the hat? Yeah, they put it in between, um, I think it was Ocarina of Time. Something. Minish Cap, come for the hat, stay for the game. <laughs> but, like, honestly, best best game, 10 out of 10. What about um, what about Link's uncle in A Link's the Past, you know, where he, they stumble upon him, stabbed him. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not I, go outside. I wish they did more with that character. I, I would like to see a game, like, a. I would like to see a prequel, like, to see and you play as him. Like, see what that guy did in his life to end up in that position that he ended up in. Yeah. I wonder if they'll... 
That would honestly, that would make a, a wonderful quest. Maybe like as if did you Legends guys ever see the uh, a flashback? That'd be a good one. I once saw this review of uh, Link to the Past. I've run it up before, uh, but uh, it was someone saying like how they played uh, Link to the Past, and the uncle says, "Don't go outside." And they're like, "So I waited in the house, and after like three hours, he didn't come back." I mean, <laughs> what kind of game is this? They want me to like go outside and break the rules. My uncle said to stay inside. This is ridiculous. Worst game, zero out of ten. <laughs> Honestly, like I would agree with that person. <laughs> I I wrote that. <laughs> of course you did, Caleb. I thought yours was the one that just says I hate this game. <laughs> Zero out of ten. I give reasons. Where is Metroid? <laughs> Where is I the Samus? Reasons. Well, it set the platform for every Zelda game to come from Not here on out. Foods. That's my reason that it's probably amongst the best. In what regard? The the puzzle solving? Yeah, the puzzle solving. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, me too. That's why I was saying that I'm at, I'm at war with myself pick. on that game. I know. I just wanted to throw out that there's somebody else in here who agrees with you. <laughs> I mean, Twilight Princess was. I enjoyed it. I like, loved Twilight I loved Princess. It. I loved how dark it was compared to the others. Agreed. I mean, like Manjura's Mask was like, you know, dark in terms of storyline. There, I think there's two different types of dark when it comes to like Manjura's Mask and Twilight Princess, though. Like, yeah. You, one was more Majora about. Manjura is dark, one's gritty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the grittiness. Was, I loved Twilight the grittiness. Twilight was, was incredible. Although, to be fair, I played it on the GameCube because I do not Wiimote. I really, that's I really don't like the Wiimote. That's actually probably the superior version. I have not, I have, I have not been I able to beat Skyward Sword simply for the fact that I cannot Wiimote. I get so annoyed yeah. and so frustrated with the motions of Wii Motion that I, I actually just like, I want to throw For every the time that someone has defended the controls in that game, I find four people that have... Uh, argued against the controls in Skyward Sword. What, in Skyward Sword? Yeah. Because they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I, th- I think it's a cool, it's different. Um, I wouldn't say but I But it's a, lo- it's a requirement. It, but it's, it was cool. It's a different um, perspective. Um, with each new Zelda game, it's a different story told in a different way. Play it in... with the Wiimote and enjoy it, and then move on to the next thing. To be honest, I, mean, I, I just... It's I kind found, of hard to move on I, when you're on a Zelda found podcast, a... Cole. Yeah, I found a cut... <laughs> I found a cut of the entirety of the, the all the cutscenes from Skyward Sword and just watched it like one big movie. I'm like, yep, I know what happens now. That's all I need to know. And you know what? You had the better experience. Because- I did. Oh, <laughs> I did. I did. Damn. I, I will say Dungeon that I, thought, Slam. I thought Twilight Princess was a, a much better game than Skyward Sword. I have to agree. I have to agree. Skyward Sword it. probably has a really, probably one of the better sort of int- opening sequences for the first like chapter. And the art like, style right before and the, the cinematics the, are awesome. Up but until you get to the temple, not as good. yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that Skyward has over Twilight Princess is the relationship between Link and Zelda. That's so cute. Yeah, it's so yeah. Cute that's a, that's probably one of the best the relationships. Cliff. There it's is a, no relationship between Link and Zelda and Twilight Princess. That's exactly oh my, my point. God. There's, There's a relationship, relationship between Link and Midna. Midna and Twilight yeah. Princess is. I guess that replaces it. What am I so beautiful? You have no more words left. A heart. Do you yeah. see that? Do you guys remember that, that thing of Minna like waking up in Link's arms, like, "Hello, you fine man." <laughs> it's like, Minna, we have business. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, by the way, Adam, cat, I just looked cat. it up, and uh, in terms of like the the timeline, Minish Cap takes place right after Skyward Sword. Oh, so. okay, yeah, but I know that in Skyward Sword he has a hat, so I don't know if. It's... Well, I mean, one. Yeah, but... This is like after Hyrule Kingdom was established. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So, I wasn't that chronic chronologically the first appearance of Vati. As far as I can... Yeah. Vadi, yeah, yeah. I think Vadi was in Minish Cap. All right, Vadi, best villain. 10 out of 10. Yeah. My boyfriend would agree oh with you. God. He loves Vadi. He's, they need to use him more. If yeah. All right, the next Toon Link game better have him there or else I'm going to 
I'm gonna... Zelda U, Return of Vani, please. Although, I also have oh. to say, I really enjoyed Girahim. Uh, I think a lot of people Yeah. Did. Yeah. He's probably one of the best written different. characters. Was cool. He was he was so mm-hmm. creepy, and, like, I loved how he was just yes. like... <laughs> he was his own person. Yeah. But at the same time, he's still a sword spirit. I think he was... Spoilers! Way better written than, uh... Than... What's her name? Fee? Fi? Fi? If you if you question me on saying fee, then oh. you're not letting me have fun with a game that's already bad. Yeah, yeah fire fee was kind of annoying. I mean, yeah, more than called fee. Fee fire. But Girahim or Girahim. Girahim I mean, had he was, personality. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think. Uh, Master, he's, I calculated he's a very tragic character. Chance that you know what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I love that. So I I have a side character that I would love to see more of an origin for. Um, Come on with it. And uh, can you guess? Is it a Pona? No, it's not a Pona. Okay. okay. I thought it was going to be a Pona. Can, can you guess? Is it Caleb? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you got me. It's Caleb. Um, it's, <laughs> Nobody wants it's this. It's Nibiru. Caleb's falling asleep. Ganondorf? No, Nibiru. Oh. Yeah. Nib- Why Nibiru? Nib- Nibiru from uh, Ocarina of Time. She's the uh, sage of uh, spirit. The spirit Is temple. She's the She's the hot she's the, Gerudo. She, she's the leader of the Gerudo. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially. Oh. Yeah. yeah, she's a pretty cool. Character. I love that. I think, yeah, you know, I never thought. I never thought about that. I would love to see more about the Gerudo culture. I loved that it was, you know, I'm a woman. I oh, love that it was primarily women, throw, and I want to know, like, throw Ganon in there. Yeah, I'd love to know if if they actually like. I have a fan theory that, um, you know, they yeah, say. Theory. I do. I have a theory. I have a theory that because uh, you know they say that men are only born once every hundred years. Well, that's. Are there some kind man. of magic thing, or they either, you know... Well, the the producers of the game have said that basically well, what ends what up happening is that they, the they, they just... Well, no, they just go into town whenever they need a man, Yeah, and they just get some of the high, local Hylians. Yeah, okay. that's, that's... You know, I had a theory, too, that, um, that basically that they don't go into... I mean, it, they probably debunked my theory with yeah. by, by uh, what they actually do, but my idea was that... Um, they only let the women become warriors and predominant, and the men effectively become slaves. And no one from outside culture ever sees the men. They're basically like oh my God. underground. And you know, once every so hundred would... years, a male ruler will—he basically is like the the male lion, and he becomes—he's—he's he's free to like you know rule the Gerudo and mate with all the women. And then maybe Nabru was just like, why do we let this one guy be in charge of us? Like, really? <laughs> why do we do this? I always thought they were more like monks female monks like they operate in their own yeah i get that vibe yeah and that they don't pay any attention to outside society they're all women they do their own thing they contribute to their toward their own society community and that's it that's a i like that theory i really do that's really good because you know there's always the thought of people thinking you know i never it never occurred to me that maybe they live longer than a hundred years maybe they have a longer life than humans or even you know hylians but i don't think they're concerned with like whatever the outside world is, is doing, much like how monks are. Yeah. I think that they do their own thing, and that's it. That's always kind of the vibe that I got from them. Are Have any of you guys concerned? ever thought of the theory? I, I don't know if this is a common theory at all, but the theory of... It has to do with the, the Hylian Civil War in Ocarina of Time, and how Link was abandoned. How Link and Zelda are as twins separated at birth? Uh, No, not that oh. one. Um, but uh, that Link's mother is, uh, is a... Either she is she, either she is a Gerudo that mated with a Hylian or a Hylian that mated with a Gerudo. Oh, I haven't and heard that one. That is why 
Dude, that's he's hot. Been, uh, that's why he was put in the forest, supposed to being that's given why away. That's Link is actually Ganon. Link and Ganon are stepbrothers. No, but step it brothers. actually it might explain part of the rivalry between them. Mm. That's just unexplained. I don't know. It, it it's just a cool theory as to why Link would be given to the forest as opposed to being kept in town. Well, have you guys just, have you guys heard the theory about Link and Zelda being twins that were separated? No, but that's no. gross. Okay, no, well, what it is... I don't... And I don't want to. No, no, no let me, it's, it's not a gross theory. It's, it's like... <laughs> they're lovers. Well, not... In Ocarina of Time, they don't have... Like, they don't... They're not romantic. It's implied that every right. single reincarnation but in is Skyward supposed to be Sword, romantic. But in Skyward they do have a implied romanticism. Yeah, yeah. but that well, doesn't that's mean that... overall overarching is that Link and Zelda are supposed to be together, but they're lovers torn apart by fate in, in a uh, Romeo and Juliet sort of fashion. They... I, I could I could see where they could be siblings because I feel like they're just souls the tension is very light. Yeah. I feel like it's very much kind of similar to a Star Wars type of thing. I don't feel Luke like it's Leia. a very strong tension. <laughs> I don't think there should be any tension between siblings. Who's Han Solo? Siblings and Twilight <laughs> Princess, so they had some development between the two. Yeah, characters. see, like I don't like because Twilight Princess they didn't even interact, so I don't feel like it's it's every every series they have to be in love. It started out as as they were they were. Um, they're some different kind links, of, right? Yeah, they're different links. They're different well, Zeldas, but it's the same soul reincarnated. Used to be the, uh, it used to be like Link finds Zelda, they, they kiss, or they implied kiss, or they get together. Yeah, I think the only one game. I think it was actually probably uh, Zelda Two is the only one where he kisses Link uh, behind. She kisses Link behind a curtain uh, at the end of the game, but uh, it's heavily implied that uh, Zelda is the goddess Hylia in human form. It's uh, not heavily implied. That... It's actually canon in Skyward. Yeah. yeah, they say it in Skyward. Yeah, they they flat uh, out tell you she is the Hylian goddess mm-hmm. reincarnated human form because the Hylian goddess sacrificed herself to lift um, Skyloft, Skyloft, and also to yeah. keep uh, Link reincarnating. Yeah, uh, for generations. To uh, but I can't remember. But as her to keep demise but essentially, locked but away. But essentially, as her uh, boyfriend. <laughs> eternal boyfriend eternal bo- um, pretern- eternal protector and soulmate essentially but the idea was is that um, don't you guys love having your own eternal boyfriend <laughs> yes I-, I already married mine <laughs> mine's Caleb anyway don't oh. tell Jake <laughs> I'm oh, telling Jake. <laughs> oh no where's Jake uh, where are we going with this I, don't I feel know. like we lost track completely we were talking about side characters what what side characters yes. we would like and to see and I feel like of. we made a lo- gained a lot of ground on some better <laughs> topics I did we did we did uh, yeah other than that I really loved I, I really loved Melon I thought she was so adorable Just Melon or Melon Melon I, okay, yeah, I don't I know how to say her name Melon Melon what are you guys doing that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thanks, I practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, you're so talented. <laughs> I know. Golly gee, boss, what else is there on that docket? There? Speaking of music, did you guys see that the Symphony of Goddesses has announced 17 more shows? To be yeah, oh, you also wrote that. Going, <laughs> I'm going in just a couple weeks here in Atlanta. Oh, nice. I yeah, also I have that, tickets. Uh, also, my the second Pokemon uh, Symphony is opening up some uh, some of the pre-sale for their tickets tomorrow. Who cares about the Pokemon There's Symphony? Pokemon Symphony? Yes, there I'll is. I'll go to that one. I'll go to that you one. You are? I actually yeah. had a friend who recently went to the Zelda Symphony in Mexico. Oh, uh, nice. An I animator wasn't. friend. He said it was awesome. I went last yeah. year. My boyfriend I went and I went ago. for our, our third year anniversary. We went to the 25th anniversary of the... Um, of the game and the Symphony of the Goddess. It was, it was really 
I, I went to the first one. I said I've heard from I've heard from several people that the initial symphony, which I went to, uh, was a lot better than the new one. But then again, some of the people were oh, oh more... you're so cool. Well, the thing is that the that the Master Quest Symphony, yeah, tour focuses on uh, the Link to the Past, Link Between Worlds, and Majora's Mask, uh, music a lot more than right. it does the uh, Ocarina of Time music. Um, so a lot of people may have just been thrown off by that because those are two more, I wouldn't say niche games in this in the series, but they're more. They're not as popular as Ocarina. Yeah, no, not at all. The one I went to actually started with the older games, and they, in one fluid sort of transition, went all the way to Skyward through all the games. It was just incredible. Yeah, it was just incredible. I I, I actually had shivers up my arms. I was like, oh, my God. (sighs) I just remember... I just remember making friends during that I and just talking shower. and just hanging out. And like between songs, we just talk a little bit and then we have to stop and pay attention to the music and then we talk more. And then, yeah, and I'm still friends with some of those people today. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, check out down below and see if you can find one in your area and go. It's, it's a great experience. Yeah. It's beautiful music and it's great classical music. And I think a lot of people haven't really experienced it's an, it's music. it's absolutely incredible. If you yeah. have never experienced classical music, this is your introduction because you're a Zelda fan mm-hmm. already. Go yeah. go to the symphony. Yeah, and, and if you're in Vancouver and you go to the Google symphony, come find me. <laughs> if there's a and if there's any like MMA fans that are not even into Zelda listening to this, I'm telling you, I I went to this. I took my girlfriend and we had a great experience. Mm-hmm. Like they said, the classical music was phenomenal. Super. You don't even got to be into video games. You watch. You yeah. listen to the music. That's they the project, thing. Is, uh, is that it's so uh, romantic? Images, you know, mm-hmm. and tell a storyline. It's phenomenal. And they Just, usually have a guest speaker at each one, so you, you might get a cool uh, star or something there, uh, right. telling you a story. Uh, but it's like candle. I think that a lot of the time that you need to, s- a lot of people don't realize that you know. And on this podcast, we do emphasize this a lot because that's kind of the point. Is that you know, if you're a Zelda fan or if you're not a Zelda fan for some reason, like Caleb crazy people um you can still like other things or you know use that as a way to branch out and find other things to talk about or things to explore that you know are related to or even somewhat distant from what you love and in a way that helps you as a person you know start to understand who you are and why you understand why you like Zelda so much what you love about the series um so before we finish because we're, we're about out of time right now uh, i think we're reaching the one hour and 20 minute mark um, can you guys tell me one thing that you really love about the Zelda series, uh, Cole and Sarah, and why? Ladies first. <laughs> Ooh, such a gentleman. One thing I love about the Zelda series? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Um. It doesn't have to be, like, your favorite thing. It could just be one thing that you're thinking of right now. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of the Zelda series that you really love? I think it would just have to be the the, the fantasy of it. You know, there's the, the whole... It's the end. The whole, you know, he's the hero, and he's he's effectively mm-hmm. the knight in shining armor. He that you know comes to rescue the princess and save the world, save and the you're entirety. The princess. I am. I do actually cosplay Zelda. Yes. Um, it's just <laughs> it's this fantasy and this romance, yeah. and I'm as as a diehard fan of romance and a girly girl, it speaks to my nature. It it just it calls to me. Yeah, the fantasy setting in Zelda is definitely something that you don't really see as. Sorry. This fantasy series in Zelda is not something you really see much in other forms of media. I mean, you have Lord of the Rings, you have Game of Thrones, things like that. But it's not the same sense of adventure that's, like, very classic I fantasy. I wouldn't know if I would relate Lord of the Rings to Legend of Zelda. Given but the they're both a fantasy setting that has right. a medieval overtone to it. I just so feel I like mean, Lord of the Rings is more, more of, like, I guess, 
uh, elves, just, Zelda. What are you talking about? No, they're I mean, Hylians. Like, thank you very much. Now, <laughs> this is also like the video game topic where you have like Eastern and then like Western fantasy. Like mm-hmm. I think Lord of the Rings, I think is more Western fantasy than Eastern. Like, yeah, yeah, but I I still think that it is very it's similar in in the way it feels, but it's not right. It's not there's nothing like Zelda in that regard in that sort of adventurous feel, and that's why I really like it as a game. It's unique. Uh, Cole, what do you think? I think that it's the constant, and that constant is Link. You're always Link, and uh, you're going to be that Link, hero. And, all the time. And I'm with Sarah. Like She talks about the romanticism of it, and I'm all about the passion, and he's he's the uh, hero of time. He's got the Triforce of Courage, you know, and no matter, he starts as like, a, you know, almost what you would categorize as a peasant, and he, you know, has that rise to being a hero you know he that, overcomes all those obstacles and all the crap that life just throws in his way he just mm-hmm. bites down and he just grinds through it you know and i i uh i relate to that um i don't know if uh reminds me of that know. speech from uh rocky the recent the 2006 rocky movie dun, dun, i don't know if you remember dun, that dun, 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 that not regular movie but uh just that it's like it's not about you know how hard uh you can punch in life it's about how hard you can get punched and keep moving forward and like legends all it's all about moving forward even right. when you've been knocked down. I mean, yeah, and Link don't put put up with no crap, you know. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that that's cool, and I think that the fact that you get to play as Link every time, you know, it's uh, it may be a different Link, but it's Link, and I mm-hmm. think that that's that constant that c- keeps you returning to the game, um, the reincarnation of the uh, same or similar characters in every single um, series. I think that that's what makes it such a great franchise, uh, you know, with. With uh, a game like Mario, that's uh, all ages that anybody can play, you're the for what it's worth. You're always going to be the same Mario. You're always going to be the same Luigi. But there's no other game that exists like mm-hmm. Zelda, where you are, you yeah. are Link, but you are a different Link. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. This is a great episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you to Husky by the Geek for that opening theme and also for this outro theme. Thanks to Jessica Mazing for the banner art for this week. Uh, if, if you're interested in either one of their projects, their other works, please feel free to check those down, out down below. Cole, we're going to link your Twitter to this, uh, if that's okay with you. Yep. Um, Cole, where else can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Cole Miller Kills, Twitter at Cole Miller ATT. And uh, if you're going to be in Atlanta April 30th at the uh, Symphony of the Goddesses, stop by and say what's up. I'll be we'll there. Link- We'll link all of his social media and information down below so you can make sure to check him out and root on a fellow Hylian in uh, the ring of combat. And I, uh, hope be, I hope to be back. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely. It was great talking to you. So uh, if you have any of your own theme song submissions, topics, anything like that, feel free to send us to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. That's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. If you prefer Twitter, uh, you can you can uh, tweet at me, and I'll be sure to bring it up, and I'll thank you so much, and I'll reply back to you, and we'll have a great time. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on for your first time. Thank it was you. A good time. No right, problem. Guys. Glad to uh, be here. Uh, b- make sure you guys have registered. Uh, if you got Smash Bros, make sure you registered your Mewtwo. Uh, that ends on the 31st of March. Oh, yeah. Already did that. Uh, so thanks again. Have a good night. Good night. Saucy. This is for kids.
So Cole, uh, since you you work out on a regular basis, if you were thrust into like the Zelda world, how would you like train your body so that you could be ready to fight the forces of evil, Ganon, uh, Skull Kid, whoever comes your way? You know, how would you make sure you're prepared? What's the ultimate Zelda workout well, that you have? Well, I'll start off with what I feel is the most important one, and that's the um, vertical sword strike. Um, right. You know, or the jumping sword strike that appears in every Zelda game. If you want to be prepared for this, then that means that you have to have that, you know, a strong um, upper mm -hmm. back, you know, a strong core. You got to be able to pierce that armor. Yes, and a, and a strong uh, top-down vertical strike. And I see, think that everybody's seen some of these uh, more popular workouts with the uh, sledgehammers or the uh, maces, you know, with the tires mm -hmm. where they bounce it up and down. And that's got to be probably the, the best thing that you could do to prepare yourself for that master sword uh, slice right. of the armor. Um, right. If if you want, you can check out on it. That's onnit.com, onnit.com. And they sell maces and they sell all kinds of fitness equipment and nootropics and all kinds of good things, whether you're in the supplements mm -hmm. or wh whether you're in the workout equipment. They got all kinds of good right. stuff. So check them out, but like, and that'll help you out but with... Uh, what about, like, people who want to... You know, how am I supposed to get the Master Sword out? It's a big sword. It's pretty heavy. I don't think that I'm going to be able to lift it with my weak arms. How am I going to get that out of there? Well, you gotta get, you got to do deadlifts for that, you know? Um, all right. You know, uh, or you can do kettlebell raises. With the kettlebell right. raises, you can't... You know, you'll be able to, you know, lift it up and stretch your arm straight out up to the sky, okay. much like Link does when he raises... Oh, will that help me, like, pick up, like, rocks? Big rocks and things like that? Boulders, yeah, either one. You know? the, a Goron or two. You can do a kettlebell raise to pick up the Master Sword, or you can do some deadlifts with your power glove to pick up some giant rocks. You know, <laughs> so right. either one. You can do a deadlift, and you can pick up the huge rocks, because you're going to need that, even with the power glove. Mm -hmm. You're going to be straining. I think we've all seen Link a time or two. You see the yeah. sweat bursting out the side of him, even in 2D from the top-down perspective. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the kettlebell raises where you'll be going down from the ground and you'll be lifting it up straight toward the ceiling. That'll be for pulling the Master Sword out of the pedestal um, you know, that it's held in. And, uh, you know, from there... We talked about this in the, earlier in the episode. We talked about how... Um... If you if you were to actually use the hook shot, you'd rip your arm out of its socket. I, I don't want that to happen. How would you prevent that from happening to you? You gotta do lat pull downs, or you lat can do or you can do some upright rows. You know, but All you right. gotta have a strong upper back. You gotta have those shoulders and those scapulas nice and muscular, nice and strong. Mm -hmm. We don't want our shoulders going out of socket when we're we're using mm -hmm. the hook shot or the long shot, especially mm -hmm. the long shot. I think that mm -hmm. you know the longer that you shoot that thing out probably the more stress that's going to happen on your shoulder, more of a whip. Yeah. So you're going to have to have some, uh, you know, some strong shoulders there. Yeah. And so one more thing. I mean, I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling, a lot of like running, a lot of like movement uh, through different difficult terrain. How am I going to make sure that I'm not going to pass out every time that I go on another adventure? Well, I think that if you get on this uh, machine called the Versa Climber, you can do some sprints on that. And, um, you know, whether you want to do 30-second bursts or whether you want to, you know, measure your feet per second, that's a machine that can help, um, you know, strengthen your endurance um, muscularly um, as well as vascularly. So that's things that you need to address. Um, and that way, you won't even need your Pegasus boots. You know, you won't even right. need to strap those things on. You'll just be able to go forever. And with, Freeze up an item slot. <laughs> and with that kind of conditioning mixed with your swimming here and there, you'll be able to swim with the Zoras as well. 
I mean, Fair I kind of think you're going to need the Pegasus boots to climb over the Rainbow Bridge and to get to Zelda. I just think you can't fly, so... <laughs> well, if you do enough work on the Versa Climber, maybe you won't. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I can just, like, go... Ugh! And then... <laughs> <laughs> maybe something uh, like that. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, step over uh, with your long legs. One last thing. How do I make sure that... I, I'm, I'm going to be using some crazy items here. I'm using the hook shot, which is going to rip out my arm, hopefully not with the uh, the, the advice you gave me, the lat pulldowns. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be using the master sword. It's heavy sword. I'm going to be using things like the boomerang and the fire rod and all these things. They have a lot of pressure to them. They have a lot of power. They're going to be straining my arms and my wrists. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in the ways that, you know, my back's going to be involved, but really just making sure that my arms don't, like, give out. How do you suggest, like, handling things like the boomerang, which I have to throw really far to grab things and grab back again? Exactly. And with throwing it sideways, how you're going to be kind mm-hmm. of throwing it, you need mm-hmm. to make sure that your rotator uh, cuff is super strong, that the tendons mm-hmm. in your elbow are super strong. So I'd be doing band exercises for those, you know, and... Uh, okay. pitchers in baseball have been doing these for years. So, right. you know, you can just look up online some basic band exercises for your rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do the old school thing of putting your hand in a bucket of rice and uh, mm-hmm. strengthen those forearms, as r- the wrist, your elbow, and your shoulder, and you'll be able to whip that boomerang in no time. I'm awesome. sure Babe Ruth would be very proud of Link. <laughs> Probably. Babe wasn't. Maybe. So, Cole, thank you so much for these workout tips. Uh, do you have any more that you could possibly give us Maybe down below, uh, write down, write them down for us. I will, like that. I will do that, and just uh, you know, keep checking back at the site, keep hitting that reload button, and just check below, and I'll make sure to add some more later. Awesome, thank you so much. All right, guys. So if you want to work out like a hero, be sure to check out some of the tips that we've given you in this episode. Thank you so much to Cole. Check out the the workout routine he has down below. Uh, yeah. So this is just a little bonus we thought we'd do for episode twenty nine because you know we want to help you guys get fit, get in shape, and uh, go adventuring. Go out and explore. It's not so much to just play the game, but try to experience it. You know, really go out and try to be the hero that you are inside. Yeah, well, if you excuse me, guys, I have to go lift some Gorons. <laughs> All right. Chris is going to get in shape and get ready oh, yeah. using your workout routine. I'm going my own on my own adventure. <laughs> All right, guys. This is the part where it goes...